Hi there, my name's Nicola Thomas and you're listening to The Sniff. Now, creating thoroughly modern fragrances is an art all in its own right. Of course, it's more about more than the scents themselves. It's about the packaging, the aesthetic and the brand identity generally, as well as an amazing scent. Our guest today has managed to create a sleek and exciting modern brand which fuses influences from Spain, Germany and beyond. We're joined today from sunny Barcelona by Romy from 2787. Hi, Romy. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Brilliant, thank you. So, to listeners that might be unfamiliar with your brand, give us a flavour of what it is that you do and what makes 2787 so special. Yes, um, well, 2787 actually is my date of birth and also uh, the size of the bottles available. It's a perfume brand, artistic perfume brand, so... We only uh, produce perfumes and um, nothing else, so no fashion, no jewelries or any, any other accessories around. And we produce everything uh, locally here in Barcelona, um, from the packaging to the bottle, uh, caps, uh, the juice, uh, etc. And um, yeah, what I want to achieve with my perfumes actually is to create scents that are inspired, so I have an artistic approach um, by concept of today, of the present, so concept that everybody more or less can relate to, um, and uh, put these concepts of the now into a scent. And um, so when you like one of them and you wear them and one day, one week or two weeks or one year or five years, uh, you will remember probably all the moments that you had with this perfume. So rather than putting my personal memories or um, a specific, I don't know, not nostalgic memory or a, a look, uh, location or um, yeah, any other filter on the sense. I produce the sense basically for the, for the wearers to create their own memories. Mm. Would you say then that your, your brand and your line is almost a collaboration then with the wearer? More or less, yes. It's a good uh, way to see it, definitely. Mm. <laughs> And if you had to sum up your brand in just three words, what, what do you think they would be? Wow. Okay. Um, I would say what handmade, modern, direct. Mm. Yeah, I that think that, that resonates with my experience <laughs> of them as well. Okay, cool. You've got six perfumes out at the moment, and I know this is a really hard question. Everybody tells me it's a hard question. Mm -hmm. But if you absolutely had to, which one of those six calls to you most right at this moment? I mean, everybody, yeah, once asking me this question, even my friends. And um, actually, I always was wearing perfumes according to my mood or according to the occasion. So I never had this kind of signature scent that I wear. Uh, every day from the morning to the evening and every week and every month and every year no um so uh, also with my uh, collection i'm you know uh, wearing the scent depending on the occasion so during lockdown for example i was wearing a lot the van der vogel um mm. which is a very energetic and for me a happy mood scent let's say mm. so if i spritz it on i automatically get a smile and um and that's what i needed during the lockdown um i don't know if i go to the office i i love to wear the hashtag and for example last weekend was the first um saturday uh, evening where i could go out for dinner at a restaurant and i felt so much to you know finally wear the sonar again and i was even so excited so i, I mingled it with genetic bliss so uh, it really depends on 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 the occasion 
But yeah. in general, I mean, it's not even that I mean, other brands, um, I would say, like, this is my favorite. It's, you know, I'm always with, um, going with, um, with the mood and the occasion. And that's actually how I structured as well my, my whole line. I mean, um, every perfume belongs to, to a line, to, um, to a collection that is uh, indicating as well the mood, more or less. Mm. Sure. And I know that you've got a new perfume that is about to be released any day now. Yes. Would you like to tell us a little bit about that, please, and what inspired it? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, so um, the new perfume will belong to the Go line, which is a line um, um, with scents that explore, or you know, the whole world of traveling and faraway places. Um, but sometimes um, you don't need to travel that far. I, that's what I thought. And that was my experience in the last year um, to discover actually really interesting um, exotic hints, let's say. And um, so, yeah, in this line, in the gold line, there's a Van der Vogel right now. And actually it's a line as well with um, with ingredients that you can really find on uh, on the fine fragrance market. Um, so it's more like, you know, for, for the perfume connoisseur that actually really wants to smell something different. And, um, and uh, yeah, the inspiration came up during the lockdown. Um, the first one uh, last year, where in Barcelona, we couldn't leave our home uh, for 12 weeks. Um, that means um, we had one of the strictest lockdowns in whole Europe. And you just could leave your home um, going to the supermarket or uh, taking the dog for a walk. Um, mm. and, and after watching your own walls like for weeks, um, there was one thing that, you know, uh, I really missed. And uh, probably everybody uh, was thinking of the, uh, to do the first that was just to take a walk mm. and um, to, to take a walk without any, you know, destination, no time pressure, just strolling around. And um, when I did that, um, I discovered that the whole city was blooming much more than before. At least that was my sensation. But probably, you know, again, after observing the living room walls for such a long time, <laughs> everything just seemed to be more, more pretty, let's say. And, um, and uh, so I, when I took a walk, I was um, walking or passed by a, a place in Barcelona that has a very long uh, history. And um, I, I walked by, I passed by this place like many, many times, but I never actually looked at it. So it was, my eyes were open, you know, just to discover uh, everything <laughs> new outside the living room. And when I entered this place, um, I realized that it exists already for the last 200 years. And, um, and let's say they're treating an ingredient, uh, what they are, it's a bar <laughs> and uh, they have, um, they're specialized in one specific, um, ingredient. And I found out that, uh, that was a tradition like long time ago in the last twenties. And I thought like now when everything hopefully will, um, open up again, and we live life at the fullest, um, it will probably get really popular again mm. and um so it's a bosey oriented scent um and um this ingredient actually is has a long tradition in barcelona which i didn't know so the whole concept is about you know um being living in the now living in the moment and mm. um appreciating the obvious uh, again the unspectacular if you would yeah yeah it's and a mindset yeah, I think that um, the idea of going for a walk and things being sort of seeing things with fresh eyes because you've been so unstimulated for so long. I think yeah. a lot of people will be able to resonate with that um, for sure, because, you know, even 
even in the UK where we didn't have um, a lockdown that was that strict, we could still go out um, for exercise mm. twice a day. Um, I know I got a lot of satisfaction out of going out for my morning walk and making sure, you know, and you really sort of, you breathe deeper and you look at the trees and you see them blossom and you think. Yeah, exactly. You're free for that, you know, 20 minutes, half an hour of, of your walk before you have to go back to the house and uh, and sort of hunker down again. But no, it sounds wonderful. And I really look forward to trying that. Ah, yeah. Um, soon <laughs> yeah it's very exciting it, it must be a really exciting time for you as well when you're on the cusp of that launch I mean, you know probably by the time this podcast comes out you will have actually launched but you know there must be a real sense of anticipation and excitement for you like when you um you know you've got your, the the perfume all packaged and delivered and it's just about ready to go it's yeah. an exciting time totally I mean especially this one because I mean last year I um I took a break. I, I I needed it, and and I didn't launch any new perfume, and um and and I was thinking about this concept now for more than what one, one year and a half. Um, and to detail, I mean, I, I think with no other sense so far, I was going so deep and in, in, into into the storytelling, into the thoughts. Uh, but just because I had so much time, so yeah, I'm 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 you know, I, when you're in the creative process, most of the times you. Uh, when you're so much into it you don't see anything anymore you know so at the end you have the feeling like okay is it all good or is it not so you start to doubt but just because you were uh, obsessed actually with the <laughs> with the product and um, so I'm yeah I'm really really curious uh, to see it on the market to see the feedback to hear the feedback um, uh, and, and and yeah I'm longing as well to to travel again to actually because sometimes I uh, go incognito into a, a perfumery, um, not saying uh, that I'm from the brand, uh, and present uh, the sense to see the actual feedback of the of the consumer. And um, I'm missing that a lot. So I'm looking mm. forward to that again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Um, and one of the things I really like about your perfumes is one of the details is that they come in this 27 mil and 87 mil sizes, referring that back to the name. I think that's such a lovely little touch. No, uh, oh, thank you. <laughs> did going off piste with typical sizing you know because normally we get 30 mil 50 mil 100 mil did did the fact that you wanted to do things slightly different make it harder to find a bottle to fit the perfume um actually not because 27 and 87 are really close uh, to to the traditional sizes now it's so 30 ml or, or 100 ml um so yeah, I was looking into it, like to do a really like hundred percent customized bottle um, that actually would have a, a different um, shape, um, really typical for here in Barcelona. Um, but then I thought, you know, it's nice to see at the beginning, but then you get tired of it. So if I would like it in five years or in ten years, I was not sure about. So I I prefer to have a standard size, like simple lines. Um, and I found this bottle that I'm using now. And I thought, okay, that's so on time. I mean, it's the, the corners are not too edgy. It's all around. It's like basically like an iPhone. Um, yeah. and, and I thought it was fit perfectly to, to, uh, to my brand. And um, they offered um, from this bottle like uh, three different sizes. And they were uh, so with 30 ml and the 100 ml and the 50 ml. And, um, and, and, and it was, yeah, it was perfect. It was enough for me. I mean, it's three ml less <laughs> in the bottle yeah. uh, inside that you won't, you know, you don't, uh, and it's not to sheet again. It's just um, because it makes more sense for me as a brand that has a number yeah. as a name uh, to actually. Don't put any more numbers on the bottle, but keep loyal to the 
to the brand name. Yeah, I think that's it is a really good idea, and it it just it really seems thought about, which is one of the things I like. And I think yeah, you're right. The the bottles are very they're sleek, and you know they've got that minimalist aesthetic. But yeah. I think that you know it adds to that um, that modern feeling, doesn't it? And the fact that. It, they are lovely things to hold. They feel nice in your hand. I like that. You know, that I like a bottle that feels nice when you hold it. Ah, thank um, you. <laughs> and those round corners, I think, do give you that. Um, so yeah, exactly. Like traditional bottles would be like with a sharp corner, and um, and again, it was important for me that the peel is uh, modern as um, and minimalistic because I want that the scent itself is the is the main actor there. You know, not mm. any decoration or. Uh, uh, super special uh, uh, bottle format. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, of, of the scents that you've got out currently, I absolutely mm-hmm. adore Hamaker. Um, <laughs> I just find that juxtaposition of the creamy, almost milky coconut with the cold elements, the cold mineral elements. Yes. I find mm-hmm. that really works on my skin and I, I find it fascinating, actually. Could you tell us a little bit more about um, Hamaker, how that came to be? Yes, um, so Hamaka was the first, uh, no, pardon, the fourth uh, perfume I was launching. Um, so I thought, you know, after hashtag, which uh, explores the digital world and uh, Alexia the bomb of everything, you know, uh, extroverted, going out and uh, one Vogel uh, traveling around the world, we need to relax as well, you know, after mm. all the stress, especially in 2018-19, it was like, wow, uh, like bam, 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 super fast uh, living world. And, um, and um, yeah, when thinking about the scent, um, I love the word of amaca, which is a Spanish word for hammock, uh, the sound of it. And, um, and I dipped into it and I found out that the origins of amaca, of hammock, um, comes from the Caribbean. And um, that was Columbus uh, uh, discovering it there. And uh, so I decided to take ingredients from the Caribbean. So there's a tonka bean from uh, Venezuela, um, which has this smell of a sun-warmed skin, like, you know, when you have been in, in, on the beach or on the sun uh, for like um, three, four hours, the specific smell of the warmth. Um, for me, is represented through the uh, tonka bean, and um, yeah, most. I mean, for me, I was imagining myself uh, lying in the hammock on the beachside. So I needed something as well to fresh it up and make it not too uh, creamy, let's say, um, and to you know give a twist to it. So um, I was working with the scent with Shaya Mala, and um, she had this idea of uh, a marine accord. Uh, which makes it more mineral, as you said before, and gives this freshness. Mm. And um, and the coconut um, is um, it's not the main uh, ingredient. It's not the you know it's just a hint of it there. So it's not like a cocoa scent, if you would say. It's again the main ingredient, the tonka bean, but it gives this nice, nice, lovely summer touch. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I, what I like about it is it's a, a sophisticated way to wear coconut because. You know, I, I can detect it in there for sure, mm-hmm. um, but it's not. It doesn't feel like a shampoo or yeah. a body mm-hmm. lotion. It feels like a really grown-up coconut, which I think is lovely. Yeah, exactly. I was looking for it to make it more elegant. You know, not the typical summer uh, cocoa. Um, and even though um, we used a uh, sandalwood as well to give this more warmth and more woody aspect to it, 
um, which makes the whole composition like very sensual on skin for me, like really comfortable mm. to wear. It's like a cocooning scent. So even the coconut w- might remind you on summer and the inspiration is quite summery. Uh, it's a scent that you perfectly can wear during wintertime as well. I love to wear it with a cashmere pullover, for example, and just feel like cocooning, comfortable at home. Yeah, <laughs> reading definitely. a book. Yeah. yeah, that's definitely my experience of it. And that was actually, it was actually a scent I turned to a lot in, in lockdown and when things were tough because, you know, that sort of sense of wanting to protect yourself Hmm. um it was one that really worked for me during that time but um I've had it for quite a while actually so um I had it you know long before we started talking okay and um (laughs) so I have those it's not associated with lockdown in my mind it's got a it's got quite a storied past for me now and it is something I wear when I want to feel protected and cozy and you know sort of yeah snuggly and safe it's lovely yeah okay thank you so much nice to hear from you (laughs) (laughs) and sonar is another fascinating scent from the line um and it includes these beer and burnt rubber accords it's you know got loads and loads of fans but when you read that i think you could you know if you were new to the brand you might think oh god that's quite challenging um what would you say to someone who hadn't tried the scent yet but who was contemplating trying it how would you describe it to win them over well it's um let's say a sensational but uh, like essential um but daring scent at the same time um for me it's like it's yeah as the description says it already actually it's an unusual scent it's definitely not a scent that you would smell uh usually in a perfumery and um and when you wear it you will stand out uh, because it's loud um at the same time it's slightly powdery but also very electronic so almost mechanical due to this burned rubber accord. Again, it's an accord on ingredients. Well, yeah, it's an accord um, that you won't find in fri- fine fragrances. But uh, we managed to to uh, to use it in this composition in a very uh, decent uh, way. So it, it's present. You feel it. You smell it. Um, but it's not too oh, too much, you know, that you will say like, wow, no, that's a, that's a car. <laughs> Just stop too much. Uh, mm. So, yeah. So it's a yeah it's always a um, um, when creating the sense a challenge to find the balance actually and here I was working together with um, Jack Ouclier and um, he came up with the idea of a tuberose that has this more you know powdery aspect but it's a um, the extraction of the tuberose oil we used here it's a, a new way um, that Givaudan discovered and um, that's why the tuberose it's much greener and fresher than a traditional tuberose so this the mix of the tuberose the floral aspect together with a mechanical dirty uh burned rubber uh makes it very interesting and unusual Mm, sure and um i'm interested in that point when you decided to launch a brand um and the thing what was the thing that actually took you over from thinking about it into actually doing it I think it was my um, all-around situation back then. Um, I discovered that I want to, I wanted to, you know, uh, to. Well, I knew always that I want to do my own um, project one day. And during university, I discovered that would be the perfume. So I stepped into the industry. I did a lot of research. I trained my nose. I went to trade shows. Um, but um, I was, I mean, I had to finance my day to day. So I was working in a nine to five job um, in, the multi, in, uh, in a multinational uh, firm. But um, 
after like two years or three years doing that and training my nose all the time and thinking so much about the concept, I thought, okay, if I don't do it now, if I, I would never do it. <laughs> and, and I'm young. I mean, of course, you have to risk in life. And if you don't risk, you will never, you know, actually um, go forward. So I thought, okay, enough thinking, enough studying, enough training, just go for it. And, mm. and then, then I started doing it. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, and I'm always sort of slightly fascinated and intrigued by people who um, take that leap. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, but I was surrounded with this nine to five job environment. I just thought, okay, that's not me. It's really not me. And of course, it's comfortable. Um, you have, you know, uh, uh, your day to day routine and, 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 and you know what's happening tomorrow, etc. But um, I, I, I mean, I knew already before I just take it temporary until I have my project done. Um, and, and, and then, you know, with the time you get comfortable and you think, oh, why not? Da, da, da. So that, no, if I take more time and, um, and I will, you know, you will never be a hundred percent perfectly prepared of what's coming when you are independent. Like if, when you do your own project, I mean, there are always circumstances or, or, or challenges that, that are not predictable, but, um, I felt so ready, um, in this term that I, I was sick of this, uh, situation where I got into, by just trying all the time to be perfect that I said, okay, that's it. Uh, I just go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it sounds really sensible. Um, and what element of building your own line has challenged you or taught you the most? Mm, well, I had pretty clear, like, um, I mean, I was not working in the perfume industry before. I mean, I was uh, quite young and um, I thought, you know, the perfumeries, the customers, they probably won't take me any serious if I just, uh, you know, mix it all up in my living room. Um, and I also realized that uh, my skill actually is not uh, uh, <laughs> the skill of uh, putting like different molecules uh, together in order to make it all work out. So it's a laboratory job. Um and 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 I thought, okay, to give credibility to the brand right away um, from the beginning, um, I uh, I had clear that I needed to work with you know one of the best uh, noses that actually have access to all different kind of ingredients on the market. So I knocked on the door in Paris at Givaudan and um, and uh, presented them the project, which was quite challenging to to get this meeting <laughs> mm. because they said, okay, I'm sorry, we're not working with any small companies. I mean, we have uh, uh, some, but we have enough. Um, so we are not interested to work with anymore. And I said, but are you sure? I mean, it's a, a concept that's definitely, you know, uh, missing in the market because, again, uh, artistic perfumes, um they they see perfume making as an art so there's always an inspiration behind and many other brands they talk uh, about the past said okay you need, there needs to be a brand talking about the present and uh well so i got the chance i uh, could present it and the perfumers actually uh really loved it and said yeah you're completely right um there is a, a gap uh, we we help you so since the beginning i could count on them that was crucial for the brand and for me as well to start Mm. And, um, yeah, difficult uh, because, you know, you have this big picture, like, wow, it's a multi huge uh, company and, and, and they're so talented, this perfumers, like why they work for, for big brands and why would they work for me? <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, w it was, it was very interesting and very, um, nice and a very nice experience. Yeah. That's fascinating. I can't imagine how intimidating it must be to sort of, stand in front of Givaudan and, and be like, this is my idea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, and when you're working on a new perfume, how do you select the noses that you want to work with? What's that process like? 
Yes, I want that um, every perfume, um, again, a card is uh, related to a mood or to an occasion, etc. Um, and I want them to be different from each other. So I'm not looking for the main ingredient in all my scents. So you can, you know, actually grab really fast that it's a 2780 cents. So no, I want them... Um, completely different from each other. And uh, so I want to work with different perfumers uh, because each perfumer has their own signature, their own style, let's say. And, um, and uh, um, yeah, I, I have a look um, to the perfumers. And, uh, for example, Alexis de Bomb, it's a, like a very, like the name says it already, a very <laughs> uh, explosive uh, um, scent that um, needs a character. Um, and uh, there, for example, I popped up uh, the idea to work with uh, Mark Buxton because he did one of the perfumes I was wearing before. And I know that his style, for example, is very extroverted, very characteristic, very daring. And it was just uh, the perfect match for Alexia Bomb. So it depends on each um, concept. Yeah. And do you come up with the name first or do you come up with the concept and then the perfume and then the name at the end? Mm, differs. There's no no rule. <laughs> For example, um, at the new launch uh, now, uh, I got first um, the name and then the whole concept behind um at uh for example was it genetic bliss i first had the concept and the name um at sona i had first the scent <laughs> and mm. then the concept and then the name <laughs> so it depends i'm i'm open yeah. uh, my day to day um uh, i'm walking around with open eyes and just sometimes um that makes click and, and and from there on i start to develop everything it's just the feeling it's very emotional very um, yeah, it's not rational at all. <laughs> yeah, no, that's really interesting. Um, gender in fragrances is something that we talk a lot about here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm always personally of the opinion that anyone can wear anything that they like. How important was it to you to have a gender inclusive line? Yes, as I mentioned, um, yes, um, perfumes for me um, represent a lot, you know, the personality, the way how you feel, um, the way you want to be perceived by others. And I think it's a personal choice. So it should be the person and not the brand telling like you can wear this perfume or not. You know, it should be the person actually trying the scent ideally on the skin um, and to figure out if this scent works for for oneself or, or not. So uh, I had, yeah, there was no, I didn't even think about it like to, to put it on a male or, or female uh, schedule, let's say like this. I think it's from, from, Something that is uh, from the fashion, um, you know, the designers, fashion designers uh, put the skirt to the woman and the trousers to the man. Um, and I think they did the same with the perfumes that became so commercial over the last uh, uh, decades. And, and I think originally, even though there was also no um, differentiation between male and female fragrances. So why why should we do that? It's mm. again, it's art. I mean, um it's an interpretation and you like the art or not. I mean, you can't say in the painting when you go into a museum, is that painting female or, masculine or male, you know, it's like, yeah, n- no. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. And that's, that's something we totally agree with you about here for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't talk about, you know, we can't do a, perf- um, a podcast at the moment without mentioning COVID. Um, so how has the last year, aside from, you know, actually providing a source of inspiration for you, you know, how has it affected your business specifically? Um, well, 
I have to mention, well, I'm in, what, 26 countries right now. So there actually was always one country more or less working. Um, and uh, I'm a small company, so I don't have, you know, this um, big, huge fixed costs. And um, so I'm quite flexible. And again, the brand is um, doing really, really well. And um, I was growing last year with COVID, um, but probably I would have grown more without COVID, but I can't complain. I'm really, really happy. And the business, um, yeah, I, I, I had to think, I'm like, apart from the inspiration, I also had to rethink a little bit more about um, the business model when it comes to customers. Um, uh, I think uh, the retailers uh, are very important, will always be very important um, because there is the place where uh, the final customer can have an all-around service and experience, which is really, you know, um, important when it comes to fragrances. But I also had to learn that um, there are ways uh, to um, to explore or get into the customer's mind and, and explain them much more about the perfumes on an online way, um, which is really nice for a small brand. I mean, it's a possibility that we didn't have uh, many years before, like 10 years ago, um, so I can do, you know, the whole communication part uh, all online and go really deep into it if I want um, when it comes to ingredients, explaining, educating, let's say, the customer, which is really interesting and, and definitely um, um, will go more into it in the next uh, weeks and months. Mm. Yeah, and that's I'm really interesting. Yeah, it takes a while, you know, once you get, um, you have one day, the idea like, hey, why don't we do that? Why don't we, you know, uh, put more education and um, provide more education um, on our social media channels? And, um, but until you actually can post, uh, takes some time. So I'm working on it for the last two months or three months. Mm. Yeah, well, we look forward to seeing that come to fruition. Um, so that is the end of my what I call my sensible questions. Mm -hmm. And so if we move on to the quick fire questions now, so these are a bit of fun and they're just whatever pops into your mind first. Um, so, you know, no right or wrong answers. And yeah. I know um, listeners have been writing to me telling me that they love this section. So um, we are definitely going to keep it in for the future. So let's start. Uh, what's your favourite smell? Gasoline. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what smells do you dislike? Uh, oh, um, Suda, how you call it? Um, sweat. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, if you could go anywhere and smell anything from any point in history, where would you go and what would you smell? Mm, I would go to the Egypts and uh, would like to smell, you know, the typical female, uh, what female, what the Egypt, the women actually were the ones uh, using it, the oils. Uh, I would love to smell them. Yeah, that's one that a couple of people have uh, come up with, actually. I think it would be really interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, what do you think fear smells like? Uh, I don't know why pee-pee. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> okay. uh, what smell transports you to a strong olfactive memory and where does it take you? Mm, it's the mint um the mint uh takes me back to my childhood when i was um in the forest we have a lot of lakes and um, i grew up in the north of germany where a lot of lakes and um my family we always uh, were walking around the lakes and selecting fresh mint leaves uh, so my grandma could do uh mint tea um and actually yeah every weekend i was drinking mint tea i still love drinking mint tea but also like the smell a lot yeah that's it is lovely yeah for sure mm-hmm 
What fragrance are you wearing right now? Uh, well, the new uh, release. I had to try it a lot on skin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. The last month, um, I was uh, yeah trying all the different. Uh, we were working. I was uh, okay. It's a scent I worked together with Mark Buxton again, and um, and we had several tries because as well we needed to find because the ingredient we used it's quite challenging. Uh, we need to find the balance, and um, so yeah, this year twenty one, uh, it's this perfume, the new one. <laughs> yeah. What does summer smell of? Mm, sun, cream, uh, creamy, uh, but also fresh. Um, it has different facets, difficult to put it. I mean, especially in here in Barcelona, I love as well the uh, this freshness from the sea, uh, the sea salt, the marine. Um, but also like thick, um, what else pops up? Yeah, coconut. Mm. yeah but also like um from my origins again uh, some like in summer was really warm i love to drink like cold tea like homemade so everything that it's greenish um yeah more or less fabulous uh what's your favorite food smell oh um that's basil basil so mm. like tomato with dried tomato burrata and basil lots of basil <laughs> mm. gorgeous it's not possible to get the essence of basil into a scent it smells like pesto but not of the fresh leaf and it's yeah ah, yeah so let's see maybe one day some <laughs> chemical <laughs> yeah fingers crossed because i think that would do very well <laughs> yeah exactly uh, what smell reminds you of school um oh there was this i don't know how to call it this plastic floor um it's a laminate how you say it um it like yeah, it's, um uh, lino yeah you call it lino yeah so lino mm-hmm. mm. um and scientists have in- just invented a smellophone who would you ring first a smellophone yeah so if you could ring somebody and they could smell something through the phone line Oh, my mother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely her. I love uh, how she smells and, and she's always so curious, like, what's what I'm going to do. So, yeah, um, because we were, like, separated now for such a long time, um, I would call her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be lovely. And finally, if people want to know more about your work, where should we send them? Well, definitely on our social media channels and on the website, uh, 2787perfumes.com. Fabulous. Well, it's been such a pleasure talking to you, Romy. Thank you so much for joining us. No, thank you for the interview, Nicola. I'm so excited that you were thinking on me and uh, you found it interesting to, to hear more about 2787. The Sniff Perfume Podcast is written and produced by me, Nicola Thomas, with music by Phil Collingwood. You can find all our reviews online at the-sniff.com. We're also on Instagram at the Sniff website or Twitter with the same handle. If you'd like to support our work, please find me on Buy Me A Coffee. The web address is buymeacoffee.com forward slash the sniff. Our guest today was Romy from the brand 2787. We weren't paid to feature this brand. Romy did, however, very kindly send us PR samples of her fragrances to try, but there was no pressure or expectation that I would feature or review them, either in the podcast or online. Thanks very much for listening.